0: together and I'll put it in the thing.
1: All right. So welcome to this special series of Real Estate Fight Club called What Would You Do? And this is where we explore some professional ethics committee violations and standard violations. What? I don't even know what I'm saying. Anyway.
0: <laughs> professional standards violations.
1: Yes. Professional standards and, and,
0: and, ethics, and
1: ethics. And ethics violations. So here with me today is Rachel Real from Rachel Real Real Estate in Chicago. Hey Rachel.
0: Hello Jen. How are we doing? Good. How about you?
1: Good. I feel like I'm going to get in trouble today. You you well,
0: it, it would not surprise me. It was
1: so we're talking you're what, about we
0: call a, you're what we call a frequent flyer. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> nice, real nice. So we are talking today about it should compensation be part of the purchase contract? I mean, no. just, yes, <laughs> like, of course it is Rachel, but tell us, tell us what's going on. Like, what is the problem here? Okay. So,
0: so the, the problem that we see is that when you have a, a contract between a buyer and a seller, mm-hmm. the buyer and the seller are the parties to the contract.
1: Okay. Agreed. Which
0: means if you, so now take a step back to that and then look at the MLS. So okay. the MLS is where you see the property. It's the buyer's agent. Okay. you see the offer of compensation that's being made to you from the seller slash listing agent or listing brokerage. Got it. So that offer of compensation is a contract between the listing brokerage and the seller.
1: Yes. So you have that contract over here. Okay. And
0: then you have the contract for the sale of the property that's between the seller and the buyer. Okay. But so okay. if you're going to change a term of this contract, it doesn't belong
1: over here. Yeah. But the thing is, is the offer the purchase contract or the sales contract is about all of the terms associated with that offer.
0: It is, but that, well, that contract say, that dictates that amount of money is between the seller and the listing brokerage. Okay. So, so if you're going to s- change a term of that.
1: You have to do that separately. Okay. It's so annoying. <laughs> I don't think we need all this damn paperwork when it could just be on one form. All right. Let me ask you this specific question. Okay. So I I'm the buyer's agent, which, you know, doesn't happen often, but right, let's yeah. say the offer for compensation in the MLS is let's call it 2%. Mm-hmm. And the contract that I have with the buyer is that it's, it's 3%. Let's say, mm-hmm. for example, let's right. go with really unusual. Let's say the offer for compensation is 7% and my agreement is 10 Okay. Right. There or let's whatever. say
0: that there's a there's, there's a gap. Sort of differential between what the seller is yes. going to
1: pay in the MLS, that offer of compensation, in the MLS, yes. and what your buyer is lower than right. what my buyer agreement says. Right. Okay, right. So then the so I'll go to the buyer and we've done I've done this before. And I go to the buyer right. and say, hey, look, the offer is lower than what you and I agreed upon. Right. So, so what do you want to do and how do you, mean, you have, right how, how would you like, like to proceed this. right right and because so, hopefully at that
0: point you've already had this conversation during your buyer consultation right that this is how buyer compensation is handled this exactly. is how the offer of compensation is made to me yes and in our listing agreements will also say here's what I'm here's the, the amount that I'm working for. If it's anything less than that, then here's how we handle it.
1: Yes. So exactly. it's very transparent. And we've done and that right? right and so right. What's happened before is that they say, well, I would like to make this offer on the house, but then I would, Mm -hmm. I would like that they cover that gap.
0: Okay. That the sellers
1: cover the gap. And so we make it part of the contract.
0: So, and that's totally cool. You can totally do that. Well, what's wrong then? then? Right. So, well, there's, there's, depends on how you do this. So if you're in that situation, if you're the buyer's agent and say that differential is $1,500 just to make it a simple number. Uh If that buyer wants to write into his contract, here's my offer, and I'm asking for a fifteen hundred dollar closing cost credit. No problem. You're not changing the offer of compensation. You're just asking the That's seller to write a closing cost now. credit. Okay. So you're so, but that would be the appropriate way to do it if you're going to do it through the contract, because really, that buyer's closing costs. You're you're not changing the compensation of the MLS. You're still agreeing that they're paying you X.
1: So your buyer, what So if this buyer agrees, owes, you,
0: say, your buyer owes you fifteen hundred dollars, okay. they're asking for a closing cost credit,
1: mm-hmm. and at the
0: closing, that buyer's expenses, which he's paying you fifteen hundred dollars, are coming out of the the proceeds uh, coming out of that sale. So that's completely fine because you're not taking that offer and saying, "We're only going to offer you this if you cha- if you pay me this." So the the way of the, the way to do that appropriately would be using it as a closing cost credit. How did you do it when you did yours? Because you said yours was a little different.
1: Well, I mean, I don't want to bring this up in court now. <laughs> you don't want to
0: you don't want to fully admit that you did something wrong.
1: Right. Well, I mean, I did I did do it. So I mean if it's right. wrong, it already went through. But like just think you've learned something today. Right. So I think you, <laughs> you know You look thrilled. The, yeah, I'm excited. So this came up because we um saw an article in Inman. Who wrote that? Right. Andrea,
0: Uh, Andrea Brambila,
1: Brambila. And it'll be in the the vault. So JenniferMartland.com slash vault. It's a great article about the 22 common ways agents violate the realtor code of ethics. And then give us what she said. Do you have it in
0: front of you? I do. Let me see here. So the making your, so, so, right. So it's one of the common violations on cooperation. It says making your compensation part of the purchase contract says if you're going to alter your compensation, you need to do it in another form that is probably dictated by your state. Uh, you cannot use your It just your doesn't purchase make agreements. sense
1: to me because if you, it'll, it could potentially change the terms of the other contract.
0: No, it never, it, it won't if you, you, if you do it the correct way. So there's a couple different ways you can do it. One of which is asking for a closing cost credit for that buyer to be able to fulfill their contract to you. Okay. So it says you cannot use your purchase agreements to change your compensation or change another realtor's compensation. It cannot be part of our contracts. Followed by sending a counteroffer out to a buyer's agent and saying you can have it at this price if you reduce your commission would be a violation. So you're you're looking there's there's a couple different ways around it, but you cannot make an offer or a counteroffer and make that contingent upon a flat out negotiation of compensation.
1: Well, here's what we need people to do. Go to, to the Facebook page. And when I'm czar and Rachel's on the cabinet, <laughs> when I'm czar for real estate, do you want this to be really, this rule to be banished from the kingdom? Yeah,
0: like I said, there's, there's different ways to do it. And as long as you're not changing the ter- using one contract with, t- with these two parties to mm-hmm. change the terms of a contract that you're not a party to.
1: I mean, that's I think ultimately I what that action. that makes so sense, right? Right. Okay. Right. So because they are two separate contracts, and they are so
0: two separate things. Right. They are
1: easily like confused and easily like brought together. I don't know. People have a hard
0: time discerning what, what that really means. So for example, it does affect
1: the same parties, right? So if I have the contract with buyer, with buyer that says, Hey, this is, this is my fee for helping you and buyer and me agree to that. And then I say, you know, normally how it works is that the listing agent and the seller agree. And typically it's the, it's the same. But sometimes it's not. And when it's not, you're on the
0: hook. Right, exactly. And I always tell people, I'll tell my buyers that if you're ever, if there's ever an opportunity that you're going to be on the hook for something, I'm going to let you know before we even walk into the house. Correct. So, and I said, I'm never going to stand in the way of you looking at a house because that compensation doesn't jive between the MLS and what our agreement is. I said, there will be a way to work it out. And I'm not worried about that. I said, the chances of this happening are also maybe 5%.
1: It's very slow Well, for now, right? But like, right. Like we talked in the Better Call Saul episodes about this, uh, you know what if things all kinds changed. of blank could
0: hit the fan pretty soon, right? Right, right. especially right. with yeah
1: the DOJ and the NAR drama and all this. But let's well, say short... and this
0: and this will also be become a big thing too when and I'm assuming this is going to be part. This is going to happen where you are, but they're talking about our client copies of MLS listing sheets now, including what that co-op compensation is, because right now if you look at a client copy where we mm-hmm. are that compensation's not on there. It's only on the broker the broker version. Yeah, and we've thought
1: about that before. Yeah. I-
0: <laughs> the reason I like that is because I think it's going to force buyer's agents to have that conversation when a lot of them are not having it currently. So
1: there's it's They're gonna increase transparency. Not it.
0: Right, and it's right. gonna increase the transparency between the buyer's agents and the buyer's.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like we could go down a, a rabbit hole, which we're going to go down to that do. rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> no, <don't. laughs> well, we've let's... got a good
0: pace on this one. So we'll
1: talk yeah, about right. that on the other side. Perfect. Well, let's, um, let me tell you about a couple of our sponsors. And then when I'm done, I want to hear some best practices. If there is a, if there is a gap, like what are the ways to
0: <laughs> their best
1: practices to like mitigate that gap? So it. I want to tell you about Vulcan seven, which I use to dial expires for sale by owners, circle prospecting. They are great partner of ours. And if you go to Vulcan 7com slash Jennifer Mertland, you'll get two weeks of um, two weeks for $49, which you'll get tons of numbers. It's fun. Try cold calling Rachel. It's so fun. (laughs) Is it though? It is. I love it. (laughs) It's how you make friends. Look, if you're not doing the number of deals that you wanna be doing, you gotta go make new friends. Why not just call them? Okay. You know? Well, if you
0: put that spin on it, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay,
1: good. But if you, and also, too, coupled with that, uh, check out Ghost Poster, which is Monica's company. So go to mycoachmonica.com and enter in Bite Club, and um, you will get a discount on $50 discount on Ghost Poster, which provides Facebook postings every day. And all you do is post them. It's great, and you get business. Boom, boom.
0: That's fantastic.
1: I know it's a good one, but uh, Rachel. Okay. So what are some best practices when there's a gap in the compensation from what we agreed to, to what they're offering? What do we do?
0: Well so again there's a couple of ways you can deal with it. You can again on the buyer side if you're not you're not changing the terms of anything between the seller and the listing brokerage. Mm-hmm. On the buy side you can ask for a closing cost credit in the amount that it's in the amount of that difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that to cover that gap. So that's one very simple way of doing it. Um, we do have a case if you want to talk about that a little bit. All right, so what is it? Thoughts are. Okay. So to recap article 3 and this kind of straddles between article 3 and article 16 depending uh-huh. on if you are the list side or the buy side. Okay. So Article 3 says Realtors shall cooperate with other brokers except when cooperation is not in the client's best interest. Obligation to cooperate (laughs) does not include the obligation to share commissions, fees, or to otherwise compensate another broker. So Standard of Practice 3-2 says any change in compensation offered for cooperative services must be communicated to the other Realtor prior to the time that Realtor submits an offer to purchase slash lease the property. After a realtor has submitted an offer to purchase or lease the property, the listing broker may not attempt to unilaterally modify the offered compensation with respect to that cooperative transaction.
1: Does that make sense? That makes sense. You can't, okay. yeah, you can't change it after you've already seen it. Once and received the ship an offer. has left the
0: dock, you can't like jack with that. You right. Know, you can't mess with it. Right. So article 16 says realtors shall not engage in any practice or take any action inconsistent with exclusive representation or exclusive brokerage relationship agreements that other realtors have with clients. So standard of practice 16-16 says realtors acting as subagents or buyer slash tenant representatives or brokers. Shall not use the terms of an offer to purchase to attempt to modify the listing broker's offer of compensation to sub agents or buyer tenant reps or brokers, nor make the submission of an executed offer to purchase contingent on the listing broker's agreement to modify the offer of compensation. It's a mouthful. Same thing on both sides, really. You
1: cannot. I mean, even though the thing is, though, is like, I think the suggestion of like, let's say the gap is the 1500, like we've been talking about. Right. And the buyer asked for the credit. I mean, you are, they're using the credit for the right. compensation difference. And I know they don't have to say that that's what they're doing, but that right. is no, what they're no, no, no. doing. So it's like. right, And,
0: that, and that's okay, because they're, that's a, a buyer's closing cost expense. So if the buyer lists out all of their closing costs, one mm-hmm. of their closing cost expenses is going to be paying their broker. Right. And that's totally fine. Okay. So it's, it's when you say, Hey, it just I'm seems make like
1: semantics.
0: It, it it's like, like don't bad. tell
1: me, but I know what it is, but right. don't <laughs> let's <laughs> all talk about it.
0: <laughs> all right. So let's talk about the case that we've got here. And you can tell me what you think about this. Okay. okay. So this is, this is a buyer's agents demand that listing agent reduce compensation. <laughs> so Realtor B contacted Realtor A, so Realtor A is the listing broker and B is the buyer broker, okay. and notified her that he was a buyer's agent and was interested in showing one of her listings to his client, a prospective purchaser. Okay. Realtor A made an appointment for Realtor B and his client to view the property. Shortly thereafter, Realtor B presented Realtor A with a signed offer to purchase from his client, which was contingent on Realtor A's willingness to reduce her commission by the amount she had offered through the MLS to subagents. And on the seller's willingness to compensate the buyer for the commission the buyer owed to realtor B his agent.
1: Okay.
0: You follow? Hear me read that again. So the offer was the offer, well, let's see, was contingent on realtor A's willingness to reduce her commission by the amount she had offered through the MLS to subagents and on the so seller's she... willingness to compensate the buyer for the commission, the buyer owed to realtor B his agent.
1: Well, and the buyer had no idea what the agreement was between the...
0: Amen. That's exactly why so you can't So why would it. he say don't know what that is. reduce? It could be higher. Could be anything. So you change no it. You're trying to change something. You don't even know what it is. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't even belong. That's why it doesn't belong there. Okay. So... <laughs> Realtor A presented the offer to her client, the seller, explaining that she would not agree to reduce the previously agreed commission, especially contract. But it could have been higher. Well, it could have been. Who knows? Who knows? So Realtor A then then filed a complaint with the local board charging Realtor B with violating Article 16, as interpreted by Standard of Practice 16-16. In her complaint, Realtor A stated that Realtor B had interfered in her agency relationship with the seller. By encouraging the buyer to condition acceptance of his offer on the renegotiation of Realtor A's commission arrangement with her client, the seller. Yeah, why would it matter? Well, he could have just used the credit and you know this uh, a seller credit and accomplished the same thing.
1: Well, Literally. right, like yeah, it's kind of like what was it? Seems like there's more to the story, right? It seems like somehow the buyer knew the seller situation or something like somebody knew something. It seemed like maybe, or else like how else does this make sense?
0: So what happened? So Realtor B defended his action, arguing that Realtor A's refusal to reduce her commission by an amount equal to what she had offered other brokers for sub-agency services would have placed the seller in a position of having to pay an excessive amount of of commission if he had accepted the offer, agreeing to contribute to the buyer broker's compensation. In addition, Realtor B felt that it was his duty to his client to get the best price for the property by encouraging the buyer to reduce the cost of sale wherever practical. The hearing panel concluded that Realtor B's actions to encourage his buyer client to pressure the seller to try and modify the listing agreement oh. with Realtor A was an unwarranted interference in their contractual relationship. Agreed. The, hear- the hearing panel noted that Article 16, as interpreted by Standard of Practice 16-16, required Realtor B to determine, prior to presenting an offer to Realtor A and her seller client, whether Realtor A was willing to contribute to Realtor B's commission, either directly or by reducing the commission as agreed to in the listing contract. And if so, the terms and amount of such contributions. It was the decision of the hearing panel that Realtor B had violated Article 16.
1: Yeah, it's pretty obvious that they had, right? right?
0: Well, and, it, and if you look at the the Code of Ethics, too, and I'll have to figure out, find it in here, too, it references in one, in, in one of in three or 16 um, that none of these things precludes two realtors from renegotiating compensation. These things don't mean that two realtors can't pick up the phone before you show a property and say, hey you're only offering X, I would like you to pay me Y. There's mm-hmm. nothing that says you can't do that. You mm-hmm, can absolutely mm-hmm.
1: do that. Okay. You just it just can't be you can't, part you have of the to do it at the
0: appro- And you have to do it at the appropriate... You either have
1: to do it without telling the people that you're doing it and hiding it in some... Oh, whoops, And hiding it in some kind of closing costs. Or you have to do it outside.
0: You have to do it before you walk into the property, before you show the property. And you have to make that arrangement so that it's not tied to the offer to purchase. Yeah. So that it's, right. and you don't have an undue influence on that offer, you, re- you negotiate that first, then you negotiate the offer second. So you can okay. do it, you just have to do it the right way. <laughs> but again, do not put the terms of, of commission into a purchase contract. It does not belong there.
1: Yeah, well, we'll have to talk separate about agreement. it when we get well, to the, the cabinet and the, meeting. And, and keep
0: in mind that, that <laughs> the cabinet meeting, that separate agreement that you have, renegotiating that compensation, isn't between you and the other broker it's between you the the managing broker of one office and the managing broker of the other office
1: right
0: they don't give a if if two agents agree to change compensation it means absolutely nothing
1: well and who's well also whoever's paying it needs to agree
0: well and that's that's why the managing broker of of, say in this case the listing office so the Mm. listing brokerage if they agree to change it then they have to before they sign off on that agreement between the two brokerages have to agree to that with their seller, right? Um, or, you know what I mean? And get that in writing to yeah. say that we're going to adjust what's on our listing agreement.
1: Based right. Exactly. Because it, it changes the their contract. contract.
0: Right. Absolutely. Right. And it may not change the overall number. It changes how it's broken out, which is also part of the contract.
1: Man, here we go. We're going to vote to make contracts easier. Boom. Voted. Past. <laughs> <asked>. Moving on.
0: <laughs> we're just trying to keep you all legal.
1: <laughs> well, you do a good job. Luckily, yes. So Rachel, if people want to get a hold of you or they have a referral in Chicago, what is the best way to do that?
0: Best way to reach me is by cell phone at six three zero five four two eight six eight eight.
1: Awesome. And if you want a copy of the article um on Inman or a copy of this case, head to jennifermerlin.com slash vault. Thanks people for having on, it all Rachel.
0: There. You got it. It's always fun. See ya.